0: We're at the Symphony. I'm Jim Cunningham from WQED-FM. We're upstairs in the dressing room of Martin Helmschen. Welcome to Pittsburgh. It's delightful to have you making your debut this weekend.
1: Thank you so much. It's fantastic to be here for the first time. I'm really, really excited and, and really happy and we've had a great start with a fantastic first rehearsal today. Have you worked with Manfred Honeck before? Yes, strangely, only once. <laughs> it feels like uh, I've been working with him much more. I know him as uh, a conductor from the, from the listener's perspective for a long time. And we have many common friends and we've stayed in touch. But actually, it was only once in Hamburg that we've played uh, so far, which was a Mozart concerto and a great memory as well. Did you
0: know that you will be one of the first artists to play our new Steinway piano at Heinz Hall?
1: Yes, I've heard about that just uh, yesterday upon arrival. And um, I I must say I love the New York Steinways. Whenever there is a good uh, New York uh, alternative, um, I tend to choose this because we don't have them in in Europe at all. Um, It's a different character. You get different things. Also, there are different things that the instrument itself contributes to, to one's playing. Uh, which I find very exciting to to react on the the personality. And that was already a very, very promising first encounter.
0: Well, we had Jeffrey Bronfman and Emmanuel Axe weighing in on whether they liked it or not, and yeah. they seem to be very enthusiastic so far. Yeah. So good luck with the Schumann this weekend. Tell me about the Schumann Concerto. You've recorded this piece. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, but I wouldn't maybe uh, like to mention that too prominently in the interview because it's probably, of my recordings, the one I'm the least happy with now, which already felt like this after after a year after the recording, because this this piece is mysterious in that it developed with me more than any other piece and also changed and I've been struggling with it like with probably no other piece uh, which has which is very closely related to the fact that it's also probably my favorite <laughs> at least romantic favorite piano concerto and um, so a very very intense special difficult love relationship because I feel that the, the interpretation, the performance tradition in this piece has moved uh, particularly far away from what probably was Schumann's intention. I spent quite a lot of time um, reading manuscript and, and looking very closely at the score. Um, comparing it with other uh, Schumann pieces with dif- uh, with with similar material checking his metronomes and so on and and a lot of what you find is so different from what you know from the the classical uh, recording and performance edition that you hardly recognize the music anymore so <laughs> it was a long journey going very consequently one way, then feeling I'm missing something, going back. And only now, after a couple of years now, after 20 years of of playing the piece, in the past couple of years, I would say, it kind of starts to to settle down, to sit where I feel that um, coming from the probable composer's intention, to what I personally feel in, in this piece, uh, I have found a balance and some kind of freedom where I can move, and it's each time is different and it's, it's still uh, always an intense experience, but probably the journey I've had was more intense and also satisfying than with any other piece.
0: Schumann, the great romantic, we think of his love with Clara yeah. and Oh, so many interesting things about him that he practiced so intensely, hurt yeah. his hand, that he threw himself in the Rhine, that he ended his days, such sad situation yeah. in, 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 a, in a sanatorium. Uh, what picture do you have in your mind of Robert?
1: Well, he is one of these composers where once you dive into his music, you cannot help but getting very close to the actual person. You know, there are some composers that are... Um, more independent from their work i would say or where you could even with with somebody like brahms um, where the music that he wrote wasn't necessarily um, the the character he would uh, present as a human being for whatever reasons but um, with schumann there is this incredibly subjective personal element about every note that he writes that uh, i've I, i feel from childhood on i was getting to know this crazy person with this incredible inner, um, rich uh, world of fantasy and and associations and and feelings. And also the, the psychotic element, I feel, is already the slightly over the top, insane element is already there from the very beginning, which, uh, in the end, became became dramatic, of course. But like somebody who who has too much in his inner world to to even cope with, um, and the the piano concerto, I would say, is one of the most positive pieces, actually, where the dark side is less evident. It is also it's extremely Schumannesque in, in in many many senses in the uh, the use of the Clara motive for instance this falling fifth which we have throughout the whole piece in, in every movement and the the history of the composition which is very closely related to what what Clara had to say and and uh, uh, what he wanted as a kind of um, almost portrait of of her personality in the the first movement, so you just can't get rid of all these personal and biographical implications um, in all of Schumann's work and particularly here.
0: Have you been to the place where he ended his days? It's now a library and a museum outside Bonn dedicated to Schumann?
1: I haven't been to to this place. I've been to to many other places uh, in in Dusseldorf and and mostly in Zwickau, which were important, you know, Zwickau uh, in... Um, The East uh, German region was his hometown where, funnily, my wife is also from, just 10 kilometers from where where Schumann was born. Um, And there is a beautiful museum in his birth house, which I know very well and where I've played concerts and done research and everything. Um, So uh, having talked about this... uh, human being which comes so so close to us in the music this is particularly enlightening i must not forget the schumann house in leipzig where i play uh, regular concerts every year in a friends festival basically in in a living room where robert and clara spent uh, many many uh, rather happy years so all these these places are very dear to me
0: When the Pittsburgh Symphony visited Germany last summer, I had the opportunity to go along with them. And it was really an honor, a thrill. And one of the stops, I think it was in Dusseldorf, we met the mayor and he said they are creating a museum in honor of Robert and Clara in Dusseldorf. So I can't wait for that. That's an important city for for Schumann as well, of course. Wow. I want to know more about you. You're making your debut. You were born in Berlin.
1: Yes, I was. I was born in, in West Berlin. Uh, seven years before the the wall came down, with most of my family uh, living in in the east, so former GDR or East Berlin, uh, but my father ending up in the west, and um, yeah, since uh, after the reunification, I've lived in in parts that were former East Germany, um, and it has been a, a beautiful journey. I've profited from some remains of the uh, of the GDR education system, like some elite uh, music schools that didn't exist uh, the same way in the west which uh, was a, a unique way of uh, of studying along with with other uh, high school students who all wanted to be musicians uh, so that was uh, in a way a very lucky situation that i could benefit from from both worlds yeah and now i'm, I'm very excited to to finally be in in pittsburgh after many years of um, of playing in the u.s having played with uh, many of the great orchestras. It's a, a particular, particular joy to be here, and uh, in addition, uh, with Manfred Honeck, who is, uh, yeah, who feels, as I said, like a real companion. Although we haven't actually worked together so much yet.
0: How did you know the orchestra? Did you see them on TV,
1: Internet, uh, hear them on the radio? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, Pittsburgh Orchestra is one of these. Uh, orchestras that if you uh, keep your your ears and eyes <laughs> open uh, you get to uh, you get to hear as you said in in streamings and and on the radio and um, for a long time I, I was I mean in the, in the first first place I was actually uh, really uh, shocked surprised because I didn't expect the orchestra to be so so good I mean I knew it was one of the best orchestras uh, in the States, but then um, I don't know exactly like, I think it was a concert in Philharmonie in Berlin it was a bit uh bit longer ago I don't know when the last uh, European tour uh, would have been quite a, quite a bit ago actually um, and it was uh, yeah it was a, it was a great moment to, to hear an orchestra that uh, we are very spoiled in Berlin you know and sometimes tend to be <laughs> arrogant that the, the center of the orchestra playing world is is in Berlin but uh, it was it was a great moment to hear an orchestra play in in such grade of perfection and chamber music-like spontaneity at the same time. It was really great.
0: Berlin is still your home?
1: Yeah, it is. We now live uh, deep in the country between Berlin and Dresden. That's uh, about 100 kilometers south of Berlin. Uh, in a beautiful place where we also start our little chamber music festival from from next year on. Well, hopefully David McCarroll, for instance, the new uh, concertmaster, who is one of my best friends, will also uh, come to play very soon. We are very good friends. So this is another factor which really uh, makes this uh, a particular joy that that David is playing here in the project. Uh, It's fantastic.
0: And you mentioned the East with east and west in in berlin are they coming together still They're, at first there was great tension what did they have the word for the, the osties that we, we had yeah, uh, a word
1: well Ostis and Wessis still exists it's it's very very different and berlin is different from the rest of germany i would say um um, the way you would describe the merging of East and West in Berlin is, uh, is I would not want to say the opposite, but very specific from what happens in the rest of Germany. In, in fact, in, in Berlin, in the town already 10 years after the wall came down, um, in many places you couldn't actually tell where the wall had been because the, the merging happened very quickly and the East became actually the hip part right away after the reunification, where most of the exciting things and things with this particular Berlin vibe, which we remember from, from last century's 20s and so on, where most of that revival happened was was in the East. And now the, the West finally has a kind of revival because it was overlooked for a while because everybody uh, was so excited about all this new life and creativity and all this bustling energy that, that happened in the eastern part. So I I feel that it was a great development for, for the whole of the city. But I must say that in, um, in Germany, for instance, in the country where we live now in Brandenburg, the, the state around Berlin, there are still many, many problems that go back, directly back to the post reunification time, that people feel that many things just passed by them and all the positive development Ended up somewhere else, yeah. For instance, in Berlin, and um, that that you can still, if you talk to not only older people, even my generation people, if you ask about what causes problems, uh, they still talk about. Um, this, this time in the early 90s. And this is something that we also want to uh, reflect and uh, implement in, in our festival. For instance, I think it's a great, great thing with art and music to, um, to contemplate uh, these things and also not just play, but talk about uh, what you play and why you love what you do and who comes to listen and trying to unite people in that way.
0: We want to think that the world is coming together, and music helps.
1: Well, we need that more than ever in these crazy days that, that we live in.
0: Oh my, it's 10 to 2. The World Cup will be on soon. Who are you following?
1: Yes, well, no question. <laughs> Today, <laughs> it's the, the big uh, big game for, for Germany, uh, trying to not get kicked out of the preliminaries the second time in a row, which would be quite a disaster, so I'm very excited. I'm a big, big-time football fan. Soccer I fan, as I, I should say here.
0: Of course, yesterday was very exciting
1: for the U.S. with the Iran, you know. Uh, I think they did great. I think the U.S. team, um, when I grew up, um, it was a, I, I had the feeling that, that soccer is a kind of niche sport more in the U.S., so we, we always said, well, yeah, exciting things happen in, <laughs> in South America, uh, Europe. But, but now I think the, the U.S. team is really one of in the preliminaries. They were one of the exciting young teams that were most fun to watch of, of all.
0: Martin, es freut mich.
1: Kommen Sie zurück. Vielen Dank. Bald. Mit großer Freude. Hoffentlich bald. Thank you so much. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen.